Hello, hello. Welcome to In the Moment with Megan Bowman. This is episode number one on Hawk Radio on Anchor.fm. And every week I will be bringing you some current events, maybe a few laughs, and together we will deep dive into one intense, electrifying story every week. So sit back, enjoy, as we go in the moment. In the moment. All right, coming up in today's show, we're going to talk about our hot topics, news, events, current stuff going on that you'll want to know about. Our main story for today's episode is catfish. And no, I am not talking about that fish that you can fry, okay? So that's going to be really interesting. Make sure you check it out. Our freaky facts today, we're going to focus on capitalism and some of the craziest things that we've seen sell online. And if you've ever been to ebay.com, I'm sure you've seen some craziest things, but we scoured the internet looking for the absolute nuttiest things that have sold for real dollars, y'all, real dollars, okay? At the end of today's episode, we're going to have a happy thought that we can leave on and check that out. You won't want to miss it. Without further ado, let's get right into our song. We're going to take that quick break. Uh, check out Family by Chainsmokers and Kygo. And of course, that's what I hope will grow to be as you become avid listeners of In the Moment. Here we go. I know water that's thicker than blood, that's deeper than love with my friends. People coming, some people going, some people ride to the end. When I am blind, in my mind, I swear they be my rescue, my lifeline. I don't know what I'd do if I, if I'd survive, my brothers and my sisters in my life. Yeah, I know some people they would die for me. We run together, they're my family When I get up, they gon' be high with me I'll stay forever, my Welcome back to In the Moment with Megan Bowman. I hope you enjoyed that song. It is one of my favorites. But let's jump right in to our hot topics of today. So for any of you who live in Tampa Bay, or maybe you don't, um, the Tampa Bay Bucks are the NFC champs. Let me say that again. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are 
the NFC champs, and they are going to the Super Bowl. I know that you can't see my face, but I am cheesing, y'all. The last time I was in Tampa was 2003, and that was the last time that the Bucs, and the only time that the Bucs had gone to the Super Bowl. Um, This last Sunday, all right, the Bucs overtook the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field. And that was on, let's see, the Sunday, January 24th, 31 to 26. Now, I live here in Tampa, okay? The game ended, and all of a sudden, I hear fireworks going off all around my house until almost 2 o'clock in the morning. It was fantastic, all right? Now, this one is super special because this year, on February 7th, the Tampa Bay Bucks are hosting the Super Bowl at Raymond James Stadium. And this is the first time. And this is this is according to ESPN, okay? The first time ever that a team will host the Super Bowl and also play in it. So we have some real home field advantage, all right? We're going to be playing the Kansas City Chiefs, so Patrick Mahomes Tom Brady, all right? So this is Brady's 10th Super Bowl. Could be his seventh win, yeah? The halftime show is going to be performed by the weekend, and kickoff is going to start at 6.30 Eastern Standard Time. So make sure that you have a bowl of chips, a bowl of queso, and you are ready to go to watch the 55th Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Bucks and the Kansas City Chiefs. So that is super, super awesome. Okay. Earlier this week, Page Six reported that Kim Kardashian and Kanye West are separating. Divorce may be on the table now that Kim has hired Laura Wasser and apparently is in settlement talks. Apparently, Kanye and Kim have been living separate since the holidays of 2020. Kanye left to go stay at their $14 million Wyoming ranch house, while Kardashian stayed in Calabasas in a house valued at almost $60 million. So they originally bought it for $40 million and then renovated it for almost $20 million. Um, They got married in 2014 in a very extravagant over-the-top ceremony in Italy. And this, if it it comes to pass, this is going to be Kim's third divorce. The couple share four kids, all under eight years old. Daughter North, son Saint, daughter Chicago, and son Psalm. We'll keep you updated as more information comes out on this particular story. But... If you guys have ever watched Keeping Up with the Kardashians, the final kind of episodes, you'll notice that Kanye's not really in a lot of the episodes. And if you read any, you know, magazines or anything like that, you know, according to sources, of course, they've been kind of on the rocks. So we'll keep you updated. We'll let you know what ends up coming up out of that. Um... All right, so multiple sources, uh, CNN and gizmodo.com, are reporting that Apple users need to update their devices, specifically the iPhone and the iPad, 
immediately. Apparently, security patches were pushed out this past Tuesday as part of a new iOS 14.4 software. On the Apple support page, Apple said that um, three security flaws may have been exploited with their last update. Now, the company does not reveal what, you know, exactly contained the bugs, but if you use an iPhone or an iPad, once you finish our podcast, go ahead and, you know, update your devices just to be safe. CBS News in Washington reports that senators were sworn in as jurors on Tuesday in the second impeachment trial of our former president, Donald Trump. So he is in trouble right now, these legal proceedings, for inciting the insurrection that happened at the Capitol on January 6th when they were voting to certify the presidential election of 2020. So as we all know, Joe Biden is our current president and Donald Trump is no longer the president. So Senator Rand Paul brought a motion from the GOP that is challenging this impeachment um, as a constitutional issue. So five Republicans joined the Democrats in opposing this measure. Um, But there were 17 Republicans that are not on board to convict previous President Donald Trump. So either way, however this goes, there's still going to be a trial and they're still going to see if they vote to impeach him. That trial is expected to start the week of February 8th. Um, In the meantime, right now in The Senate is still confirming all of Joe Biden's cabinet. So as of Tuesday, they confirmed Antony Blinken as our Secretary of State. That was a bipartisan vote. So it's nice to see them doing some stuff together. Um, I will say on January 13th, the House of Representatives did vote to impeach Mr. Trump, which is why now the impeachment is in the Senate. So we will keep you up to date on what is going on with that. You know, it goes without saying what happened on January 6th is awful and a horrible stain on our history. And I never want to see something like that happen again. So I definitely think something needs to happen and and we'll find out what it is as things progress. And we'll let you know, obviously all the hot topics of today and what is going on. So without further ado, I want us to take a quick break. We're going to come back with our main story for today. On our break, I'm going to play the Pixies, Catfish Kate, for you to lead us in. So enjoy. But call me Blackjack again. I came all the way from Aberdeen To live among the go-betweens Let me tell you about 
catfish Kate in the time before when she's just Kate here in the mountains all alone before the time we call this home. Where is my angel falling? On Hawk Radio on Anchor.fm, I'm your host, Megan Bowman, and we're going to jump right into our main story for today's episode, Catfish. So today's story is really touchy for a lot of people. And like I said earlier, we're talking about catfish. And no, it's, it's not that fish that you can fry up. I'm actually talking about the online imposter that is known as a catfish. So the concept of this uh, catfishing has been around for probably as long as the internet has been around, maybe even before. The term catfish was coined when a documentary released in 2010 about the subject came out. So this guy, Nev Schulman, who went on after this documentary to become the host of the explosively popular MTV show called Catfish, becomes the victim of a catfishing scheme. Now, prior to this 
documentary and TV show, this catfish phenomenon became such a prevalent thing for social media and online platforms that it, it got, you know, all these people were just kept talking about it. So if you're still unsure, maybe what exactly is a catfish, you or someone you know may have fallen victim to it. Okay. Basically, it is someone who pretends to be another person entirely online. They create fake social media accounts, fake dating profiles. Essentially, they create a completely fake identity. These fraudulent accounts are used to form online relationships, gain someone's trust, and, you know, they can even run scams to trick people out of their money, right? So you remember that Nigerian prince? who was emailing everybody back in the day, you probably got an email from somebody even saying that you had, you know, $5 million trust somewhere, right? So this old bait and switch, that, that is what catfishing is, okay? Now, is every catfish a nefarious scheme to trick people out of their life savings? No, I don't think so. I think that some are really justifiably innocent, or at least they start that way. And I, I would like to assume that most probably start that way, right? Um, you know, sure, we've heard all the stories of people meeting up on a date after talking to someone online and the pictures don't match, which doesn't sound completely terrible, but the fact is, is that at the heart of catfishing, it's a lie. So I actually went onto my social media and as I was <clears throat> researching this and I asked people, you know, have you or anyone you know ever been a victim to a catfishing scheme? And I'm, I mean, within, you know, 10 minutes, I had all these responses, mostly from women, okay, saying that they were catfished. Uh, one in particular was on a dating profile and she thought she was talking to, you know, a 35 year old man. He shows up to the date. He ends up being well into his sixties. Now to me, I, I find it pretty bold to show up anyway, when you know, you've lied, you know, they're going to know you've lied and you still show up, right? So I don't know, would that date have happened had, you know, the catfisher sent their original photo? Maybe, maybe not, right? You never know. Maybe if they were honest, it, it still would have happened. But at the end of the day, once they meet, they find out, oh, that was a total lie. You were not who you told me you were, okay? So I myself, and I hate to admit this, but... I even fell victim to a catfish scheme. So about 20-ish years ago when I was in high school, pre-Facebook, okay? So it's not like I could just Google somebody. I think, I don't even know if Google was around. I think we had like dogpile.com. I think that, or Ask Jeeves, you know? Um, so it wasn't really a place where you could really dig up some dirt on people like you can today. I think I, I had a AOL screen name still going into chat rooms and all that. So um, one day I get a message on, it was either on AOL or MySpace and 
let me let me add before I go on that I have totally moved on from this horribly embarrassing experience, but it did happen. And as I tell you the story, I'm not I'm not going to tell you who it was just in case they hear it. Um, I've got, like I said, I've gotten over it. So I'm going to say I received this message from, uh, let's call him Mr. Football. I was new in town. I didn't know anyone. All of a sudden I get this message from this guy telling me I am beautiful. And he saw me at school and had asked around for my, my screen name. Cause that was what you did back then. You asked around for somebody's screen name. That was before even texting, right? So I didn't believe it at first. I mean, you know, what? there's no way that they would even know me. I wasn't involved in anything. But um, this guy, he, he worked hard. He kept up with it. He kept sending me stuff. You know, he sends me a photo finally, which is kind of like a grainy black and white photo that maybe you'd see in a newspaper clipping you know, like how you see the author and then it'll have that little picture next to who wrote the story. Um, so that was in the picture that he sent me. And I thought, I, I mean, honestly, at this point I was hooked, you know, I was, <clears throat> he, he got me. I thought Mr. Football was actually this star football player at our school. So we began talking on the phone and I mean, we agreed to meet probably four to five times. I would go, he would never show up. So he was always saying, you know, practice, family, something happened. Well, by this time we're talking on the phone sometimes for hours. And I mean, I am, I'm pouring my heart out to Mr. Football. Fast forward and I'm talking to him about one of my friends and let's call her Bess. And no, we're, we're not friends anymore. That's for sure. She tells me that she had actually set the whole thing up with Mr. Football to trick me, but didn't think I'd fall for it. Now, mind you, this had been going on for probably two to three months. I had never felt quite so betrayed, but I was so embarrassed. I mean, I had poured my secrets out to this guy. Now, luckily I didn't have, you know, bank accounts and this and things that this guy could actually steal. Um, but I, I can't even imagine that situation happening to me now. And, you know, to be honest, from that point on, I never wanted to do online dating. I mean, to this day, I trust no person online unless I've met them in person because, Honestly, stories like mine are so tame compared to some of the catfishing stories that have been reported. These people pretending they're somebody else, you know, and it became such a huge problem that even the FBI got involved. Yes, the FBI, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, thought this was such a problem that in 2018, they released a warning about romance scams. And I quote, romance scams result in the highest amount of financial losses to victims when compared to other online crimes. 
In 2016, almost 15,000 complaints were reported. And the losses associated with those complaints exceeded $230 million. Yeah, that's, I, I said $230 million, y'all. That is a lot of money. And I don't think it's even completely about the money either. I think that these people like to feel important and to have control. And maybe in their day-to-day -day lives, they don't feel important. And by creating this false identity and garnering all this attention, they feel more important. They have a chance to be somebody else. Maybe it goes a little deeper than that and stems from some sort of mental illness. The reason that is making them do these things, right? And there are so many reasons and excuses that one could make why someone would do this. However, and this is my opinion, it doesn't make it right. Because as I've experienced, the person on the other side of it feels violated. You've been lied to, right? So there was this article that I found on insider.com talking about catfishing where a couple celebrities have even fallen victim to this. Um, country singer Brad Paisley and his wife Kimberly were victims to this really incredibly sad catfishing scheme. So there was this woman who emailed them, told them her name was Carrie, and that she had a daughter who was diagnosed with cancer. The Paisleys started emailing back and forth with her and this Carrie, all right, even sent them pictures of who they believed to be her sick child. So <clears throat> Carrie asks Brad Paisley if he will sing Amazing Grace over the phone to her sick daughter because, you know, this is the only thing that she's wanted um, basically on her, on her deathbed is what this woman made them believe. And so finally, Carrie tells the Paisleys that her daughter's passed away. The Paisleys, being the wonderful people they are, asked, where can we send flowers? Well, she didn't want to give away her, her true information, right? Because her address shows a different name. And so she kept dodging the question. The Paisleys grew suspicious and ended up going to the police. Come to find out, Carrie was actually a woman named Hope Jackson, who had fabricated everything, okay? She made it all up. The sick pictures of, like, the, the pictures of her sick daughter were stock photos that you can find on Google if you look up sick child, all right? So the same Hope Jackson even took Kate Gosselin. Uh, remember John and Kate plus eight? So the mom in that, Kate Gosselin, was contacted by Hope Jackson. Now, this time, Hope Jackson used her real name, all right? She basically strung Kate Gosselin along and then sent her information making 
Kate Gosselin believe that Hope had died. So it was still Hope Jackson emailing Kate Gosselin, although she was now acting as somebody else, telling her that Hope had actually died. So Kate Gosselin, this is when that show was still going on on TLC, dedicates an entire show to Hope Jackson. And at the end, if you watch, it'll say, in loving memory of Hope. After everything came out with the Paisleys, a producer from Nightline ended up reaching out to Gosselin to inform her that she'd been catfished. And in this article on insider.com, it says that Kate Gosselin said this was the only time that she'd been truly shocked and just that her jaw hit the floor, right? <clears throat> and so luckily this particular catfisher was actually arrested on a felony charge of theft of services from having pa uh, Brad Paisley sing Amazing Grace to her under false pretenses. Apparently, though, the police found out that this woman had been catfishing all kinds of people for years. So, and this isn't even the only story. This is one catfisher and two celebrities. There, I mean, are hundreds of accounts of this, right? So, okay, listeners, look. I don't want you to ever fall victim to these types of shenanigans. And as we, you know, start to wrap up today's main story about this, I want you to keep an eye out for some red flags um, and ways that you can protect yourself from falling victim to a catfish. All right. So these are all these are all things to look out for provided from the FBI. So I feel like you can, you can trust this resource, right? Okay, so one, always, always, always research a person's photo and profile using online searches when you start talking to them. Do your research. Be that friend that, you know, does all the dirt digging when your other friend gets in a new relationship. You know what I mean? Um, do your research. <clears throat> see if they have, excuse me, see if they have multiple social media accounts online. Chances are, right, if they have one account, two to three friends, no pictures, or just one picture, and it looks sort of, you know, generic, it's, it's probably a catfish. I mean... Most likely it is. I'm not saying 100% of the time, but it's a red flag to look out for. So a cool thing you can do is Google actually has a reverse image search. And you can go into Google and upload this photo and it'll show you other places on the internet that these photos are. So you can, you know, save that photo from their from their social media and put it into Google and it'll show you if it's a stock photo or if it's actually from an ad over here. And there's another website you can check out called socialcatfish.com. And that's another one where you can upload photos to search for the authenticity of it, right? Okay, so the number two thing, 
take your online relationships slow. Don't go, you know, foot full throttle on the gas pedal. Start slow. Ask lots of questions. Be aware of these red flags. And most importantly, listen to your gut. I'll take it back to the story I told you earlier about myself. If I were to listen to my gut, I never would have been had. You know what I mean? I would have never been taken as a sucker, really, you know? Listen to your gut. I mean, nine times out of 10, my gut is right. So listen to your gut. If your gut says it's too good to be true, you know, then it probably is, right? The old saying, if it quacks like a duck, if it looks like a duck, if it walks like a duck and it sounds like a duck, it's not a chicken. It's probably a duck, you know? All right. So number three, beware if the individual seems a little perfect. Nobody's perfect. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. It's it's a thing. Nobody is perfect. So if you find somebody who is too perfect, red flag. Also be aware if somebody quickly asks you to leave the service, right? If you guys are talking on match.com or whatever, or Facebook, to quickly go offline. Because now these services can't track them anymore, right? So just be aware of that. If that happens after you've talked once or twice, no, I'd rather stay on here. If they don't want to stay on that original platform, maybe you should let them go. It goes without saying, be wary about giving out your personal information, like phone numbers, email, obviously your financial information, bank accounts, credit card numbers, social security number, Mother's maiden name. <laughs> Those should all be kept private. And no way, shape, or form should you be giving these out anyway. My own husband didn't know my credit card number until we got married, you know? So I think just keeping that private information private, your phone number and email, maybe that's something they get once you've met in person, you know? And then once you meet in person, you can give them that information. So I feel like this is an obvious one, but some of you guys out there, you might you might need to hear it, but don't send inappropriate photos. And I don't want to go into what exactly that is because I feel like I feel like this is just something that shouldn't have to be said, but just say no. Don't send the photos. Remember, once something is online, it's there forever. And before you share a photo with somebody you don't know, just think of it this way. Imagine if you'd want your children to grow up and see that photo, right? Or better yet, would you want your mom to see this photo? I feel like that's a great buffer. If I ask myself, what would my mom think of this photo? And then I send it, you know? Another huge red flag, all right? If this person promises and promises to meet you in person, but they always come up with an excuse why they can't, that is a huge red flag. I think 
a good magic number to live by for most cases is one month. If you haven't met someone online in person by that point, and we're talking, you know, you guys have spent a lot of time talking to each other. You guys have emailed back and forth. There's been a lot of, you know, personal conversations happening and you still haven't met. Even FaceTime, you haven't met for whatever reason or excuse. You should be suspicious. And finally, never, never, ever, never, 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 never send money to anyone that you do not know personally. If somebody offers you any amount of money, but first requests a money order, don't do it. Okay. So like I said, these are all from the FBI. These are all great things that you can take with you and that those red flags, hopefully you'll use them and you'll protect yourself out there. All right. But if you or someone you know has fallen victim to one of these schemes, file a complaint with the FBI at IC3.org. And that's I like ice cream, C like cat, three, the number three at, or I'm sorry, dot org. So IC3.org. All right, guys. That was our main story for this episode. And I, I don't want you to forget that website. So just remember, if you or if anyone you know has had issues with the catfish, go to that website, report them, okay? So in case you're just joining us, which would be kind of weird because this isn't live, but maybe you fast forwarded, whatever, you do you, you know? This is In the Moment with Megan Bowman, and I'm coming to your speakers on Hawk Radio on Anchor.fm. I appreciate your support and for you giving us a chance and a listen. I'll be right back with Freaky Facts after this quick music break.
Welcome back to In the Moment. That was Le Freak by Chic. I thought it was fitting to lead us into one of my favorite segments, Freaky Facts. So today we're going to talk about capitalism. Well, kind of. Okay. For a long time, people have tried to make a way for themselves in this world by inventing, creating, selling an idea, really anything to make money. Today, I want us to take a look at some of the freakiest things people have sold online, and they have actually made money off of this, all right? So we have scoured the internet. I found things from NBC News, NPR, Daily Mail, Brightside, Reader's Digest, and ABC messy, messy, all kinds of places. And we found the craziest things. People have sold and made money. Now, some of the things were too crazy. The prices got up. Obviously, they took it down. So you can guess one of the top places to sell your craziest items is going to be on eBay. If you've ever seen anything crazy, it's on eBay, okay? So our first thing in 2008, Two Virginia sisters, Melissa and Emily McIntyre, found a cornflake that was shaped like the state of Illinois. So they thought. They actually sold this on eBay for $1,350. The auction lasted for a week, and the sisters say they were, and I quote, biting their nails all the way until the finish. Look, I've always eaten Cheerios, but after seeing that, it made me want to start buying cornflakes. And I I swear, I'm just going to say, oh, that that looks like Colorado. Oh, this one looks like California. See if I can make a quick $1,000. All right, and I actually found that at NBC News, okay? So this next one is from a a website called brightside.me, and... I don't know if you remember in 2007, Britney Spears had a little bit of a mental break. All right. So she'd had enough of the paparazzi. She walked into a hair salon and she shaved her head. It was all the drama. And it was it was definitely top of every news outlet. So the owners of the shop that she shaved her head at, sold the hair starting at $1 million, all of the hair. In that, they also included ponytail holders, a lighter, and an empty energy drink can that the pop star left behind. I know if I were to shave my head, it would go in the trash. So that's pretty amazing that, um, you know, they were able to put it up for that much. Whether it's sold or not, I'm not sure. All right. In uh, 2011, NPR reported Amy Davison paid $10,000 for a painting called Fresh Air by an artist named Praxis. The issue is that the painting doesn't actually exist in our physical world. The actor, James Franco, 
created the Museum of Non-Visual Art, where pieces are imagined by the artist. So after you go and you purchase a, a work of art, you'll get a card to hang on an empty wall that you can describe to your audience. And these cards basically describe what they believe the painting would look like if it were real. And I went to this website. Again, it's called the Museum of Non-Visual Art. It is legit. And there are a bunch of cards in their gallery. One had zombies made of, uh, you know, the artist's blood was in the painting. And I, it's some of these are really crazy. Also, some are really nice ideas. Amazing. This person spent $10,000 for a painting that doesn't actually exist. So she really spent $10,000 on a card with some words. Um, so that was, that blew my mind. All right. Another freaky one is from the Daily Mail. <clears throat> and in 2015, eBay users put a quart size Ziploc bag. Okay. So that's like not the gallon one is the really big one. So the one down from that, a little bit bigger than like a sandwich bag. They put a Ziploc bag of air from a Kanye West concert. The bidding went all the way past $65,000. They started the bid at $5. So even Kim Kardashian retweeted the story saying, wow, he can sell anything. So the Daily Mail reported that I, you know, it made me think, like, how do I know that they didn't just, I don't know, get a bunch of boxes, Ziploc bags and just blow in it, close it and write Kanye West air, you know? Anyway, that's up to you to decide if you think it's a legit sale, but bidding did go past 65,000. Okay. So in Reader's Digest, and maybe you guys have heard of this one at the Art Basel Art Fair in Miami, Florida, the Italian artist Maurizio Catalan sold a very controversial piece for $120,000. He titled it Comedian. So the piece of art, if that's, you know, what you would venture to call this, was a banana duct taped to a wall. And that that's it. It was a banana and a little piece of duct tape. So maybe it cost a total of, you know, I don't know. How much are bananas? 40 cents, that piece of duct tape, 10 cents. So maybe the whole thing was 50 cents. And he got $120,000. Now, all in good fun, he did call it comedian. So, you know, what really is the point of art? He's kind of taking a jab at high-priced art, right? And that was kind of the point of the piece, according to Catalan, to question what the art is. Um, but it still is very mind-blowing to me, and I just wonder what that banana looks like now. It's, I mean, would you throw it away? Would you keep it? Because that's a $120,000 banana. Would you throw it in the freezer? Yeah, I hope the new owner is able to keep the fruit flies in check. That's all I can say. All right. Um, okay, 
So this one is from another eBay user, of course. So there was a really bad snowstorm that hit New, uh, New York on January 23rd in 2016. This eBay user posted two New York snowballs from the snowstorm. The bid was for $10,000, which is, I guess, a real steal, you know, if you want to remember that. Here's the kicker. The shipping was $2,000. So I wonder if that was to make sure that those snowballs kept in the mail or if you got a puddle of water. I wonder how that worked out. I would love to hear the shipping story on that. And okay, finally, so this one, this one really blew my mind. So <clears throat> there was some people on eBay. Now, ABC News did a huge article on this. And apparently there were at least three other people who also tried to do this. Um, but this eBay user posted his 2020 presidential vote for sale. He, he put for $25,000, he would vote for whoever you asked, but he still charged $3.50 for shipping. Hmm. So I, I find that crazy because obviously eBay took it down because it is absolutely not legal to do, but keep this in mind. In most states, it's illegal to photograph yourself or your ballot in the booth, or while you're anywhere in the voting precinct. So the purchaser of this vote would also have zero proof of who the seller actually voted for. So they could say, yeah, give me 25 grand, and I'm going to vote for who you want me to, but they could end up never doing it. Oh, man. So it's always cool learning weird facts. Again, like I said, that's one of my favorite segments because I just love weird, weird information. So another fun fact is you can use them as an icebreaker whenever it's socially acceptable to be around people again. Isn't that exciting? Hopefully soon we can be around people. Um, but let's keep it moving into our final segment for today. It's been so great to be with you guys. Stick with us. We're going to go into our happy thoughts. So Pharrell, take us away. Because I'm happy. 
This is Megan, and in the moment, um, I love our happy thoughts story today. So one of my favorite, favorite people is Bernie Sanders, and I'm sure that you guys have all seen the internet memes completely overtaking social media. Well, something good has actually come out of this whole situation. And I think that Bernie has the Berniest attitude you could possibly have, right? Because I've seen conservatives, you know, liberals, I mean, and everything in between posting, I'm talking hilarious Bernie memes. Okay. And we know, we know what I'm talking about him at the inauguration with his hands folded and the little mittens on. So anyway, the photo is super famous. Bernie has now taken that meme, put it on a sweatshirt, and he put it up for sale um, on his website. And so it's a $45 black crew neck uh, sweatshirt already sold out, of course, um, because, you know, I tried to go get myself one. But you can go to their campaign store website and, you know, maybe it'll come back. We'll see. But every single dollar of money is going to go to Meals on Wheels in Vermont. So he's taking all of this publicity from this meme and he's he's putting all the proceeds to Meals on Wheels. And if that is not a happy, heartwarming thing, guys... I don't know what is. So, you know, if you need to get somebody a gift or anything like that, go check it out. Go to Bernie's campaign website. See if you can't get the Bernie meme sweatshirt and um, you can rock it out and know that you're helping Meals on Wheels in Vermont. Every single dollar is going towards that. Guys, this has been such a blast 
And I can't wait until we can, you know, go through the rest of these podcasts and, and we'll, we're just going to have such a great time getting to know each other. It is really my sincere hope that you'll take this happy thought with you throughout the rest of your week, this great story, something to make you smile. Now, if you've made it this far, I just want to thank you so much for listening in. And I do hope that you'll join me again next Friday at 1 p.m. Of course, we'll have another very interesting story, more of our hot topics, freaky facts, and of course, another happy thought. So stay well and be safe out there. This has been In the Moment with your host, Megan Bowman, on Hawk Radio on Anchor.fm. We'll see you next time.